Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 30. We're broadcasting today live from the Utah State Capitol, a place near and dear to my heart. Uh, In my little career, I spent uh, a a session up here. I was an intern uh, working for Utah Representative Carl Wimmer during the 2010 session. So as I'm up here today uh, and I look around at the young folks and the legislators and uh, the the Utah Highway Patrol folks keeping everyone safe, uh, there's some nostalgia coming back. And I'm grateful uh, both to KSL and to the folks here at the Capitol for letting me uh, be up here broadcasting and and looking into what's going on here as the Utah State Legislature kicks off its uh, legislative session for this year. Uh, Joining me right now is Royce Van Tassel. You may be able to hear out uh, in the hallway. There are some kids out there. There's music. Uh, There were some speakers earlier here in the rotunda. It's an echoey place. And so uh, the the sound travels. And today uh, there's been a lot of sound here. Uh, Royce Van Tassel is the executive director of the Utah Association of Public Charter Schools. There was an event today. Uh, some 650 some odd students, uh, along with their teachers, gathered together to uh, let the legislators know that they've got some opinions and some views on some things. And I'll let uh, Mr. Van Tassel uh, speak for himself and tell us what it was that uh, his organization uh, would like to communicate to the legislators here. Well, this has been a great um, opportunity today. We were thrilled. Uh, we had um, all six of the Republican candidates for governor. Uh, that came and spoke. Uh, And I think the message that um, we hope the legislature and all of Utah hears is that charter schools um, are an opportunity for every family to find your place. Every child has a slightly different uh, set of needs. Um, I have a neighbor who's had um, children that attended uh, a district school, were homeschooled, another child that went to a charter school, and that's because all of those needs are a little bit different, and we are thrilled to have so many choices, and that charter schools are one important part uh, of that menu of choices. I, I know you're a charter school guy, but do me a favor, run through the list of all the choices available to parents and students here in Utah. We have a wonderfully rich opportunity. You've got district schools, you've got charter schools. District, those are the public schools. Charter and district are both both, both public schools. So, um, but the district, the district public in the most conventional sense, as sure. we'd see, like on TV and such. And then the charters, public schools, not requiring of uh, tuition, but have uh, you know certain a, a more targeted approach and a more specialized attitude when it comes to how they educate. Everyone is going to be a little bit different. You've got some schools that are going to focus on um, an arts. You've got others. We've got a, a wonderful school uh, that is centered around a farm um, over here in Salt Lake City. 
all places. Very cool. You've got uh, just a lot of different things. Some that are are very college prep oriented. Others that um, are very arts oriented. So just a rich uh, plethora of opportunities. In that buffet in- included is uh, uh, homeschooling. Uh, there are some online options available to folks here in the state. We even have um, a couple of scholarship opportunities. Um, when I was uh, uh, in a different life, um, Utah embraced providing scholarships to uh, kids with special needs who are able to find um, what the services that their children need uh, in the private schools. Very good. So that's the background. Now, what were we saying to Utah's legislatures today? Well, we're just thrilled that uh, our legislature has been so kind to Utah charter schools over the years. Um, Utah is one of the first states to get to parity funding um, for district and charter schools. Uh, and we want to continue to grow the number of options that are available and and provide the flexibility that our schools, our teachers need to meet the needs of children and families. We're speaking to Royce Van Tassel, the executive director of the Utah Association of Public Charter Schools. He and hundreds of others have gathered here at the Utah State Capitol. They have uh, yellow scarves and they're all gathered up and they're sending a message to the legislature that uh, they'd like uh, to to maintain this freedom of choice that has been available to them for so long. Now, Mr. Van Tassel, you not too long ago in one of the papers here in town published uh, uh, an op-ed where you said that this is the year of the of the education platform every one of uh, one of, every one of the candidates for governor here in the state of Utah would like you to believe uh, that they are the answer to uh, to education here in the state now they all made pitches today, essentially, and I'm assuming that you've had some uh, some communications with them uh, aside from their speeches today. Have you heard Have you heard good things out of them? Or is, is anyone's message in particularly uh, resonating with you and your positions? You know, um, Utah has a wonderful collection of candidates for governor, especially on the Republican side. We have folks who have been longtime supporters uh, of choice. Uh, when he was governor, um, Ambassador Huntsman um, signed uh, the broadest uh, choice measure the state has ever had. Uh, Speaker Hughes has been on the board of a charter school for a very, very long time. Um, Jeff Birmingham and Amy Winder Newton and uh, uh, Wright. Thomas Wright um, are longtime fans of charter schools and choice. Uh, Spencer Cox is a great supporter of choice. So I'm just thrilled that so many of them were willing to come, all of them really, and, and talk to the assembled masses and explain to them why they should be, uh, why, what they will do to support Utah Charter Schools. Now, as I walked into the Capitol building today, thank you, by the way, that's exactly uh, what I was asking. So as I walked into the Capitol building today, I looked around and I noticed I'm surrounded by young people. I checked the calendar. Uh, today's a school day, sir. Uh, what are all these kids doing out uh, out here on a, on a school day? Shouldn't they be in the classroom, or are they learning here sufficient to justify their absence? You know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, about uh, an hour from Baltimore, two hours from D.C., two hours from, from uh, Philadelphia. And my parents were very open about the fact that there are things that you can learn in those places that you'll never learn at York Suburban High School where I went to. It was a wonderful place. 
had a great school, but there are things that the students and opportunities that they have here in a place like that to interact with elected officials. They're not learning about, they're getting to know real people and seeing uh, the work of the state being done. And this is just a great opportunity for them to participate. The classroom is a wonderful, beautiful place, a necessary place, uh, but it is even uh, more special and impactful when you're able to come up here, uh, see the legislators, see those who would seek to uh, assume the office of governor, and then someday when one of those folks out there speaking today becomes a governor, uh, your kids out here are going to be able to say, hey, you know, I remember. I remember that time up at the Capitol. We got together. We had pizza, wore our yellow scarves. We saw him speak. And uh, anyway, it's a very sweet thing, and I, I, I applaud uh, all the folks that brought the kids up here. I think it's a, a great thing. Except for it was tough to find a place to park, I'll tell you that much. It is hard to find a park on Charter Day on the Hill. There's no question about that. Royce Van Tassel, Executive Director of the Utah Association of Public Charter Schools. Sir, I'm grateful to you for joining me here. I look forward to talking to you in the future. And as this uh, gu- gubernatorial race proceeds, I want to stay in good contact with you and see that uh, how you're reacting to, uh, to this issue of education as we have seen in both their platform statements and in other communications from these candidates. They all intend to make education a central focus of their campaign. Sir, again, thank you for being here with me. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, sir. Uh, there is a lot more on today's program. We're going to be speaking in almost every segment to a different legislator with a different uh, objective and ambition and goal for this year's legislative session. Uh, we're going to be speaking next to Representative Carol Spackman Moss, who I can see across the table right now. Uh, Representative, grateful to you for being here. Uh, she, uh, Minority Whip, uh, Democrat representing District 37, will join us after the break. Uh, with her, we're going to speak about some of her uh, legislation this year and also so uh, maybe more generally, what she would hope to see out of her party as it makes its way through this legislative session uh, here at Utah's Capitol Hill. Listen, the time is uh, just seconds from 1 o'clock. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to Episode 30 here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.